Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and licensed attorney, Laura Kelly. I have some questions for you. How do you talk to yourself? Do you have a harsh inner critic that always has something negative to say? Do you talk to yourself in a way that you would never talk to another person, let alone a good friend? Do you engage in a lot of self-judgment and self-blame? Do you engage in behaviors that amount to self-harm? Do you beat yourself up, literally or figuratively? If so, then I think you could greatly benefit from self-compassion. Kristen Neff is a world's foremost expert on mindful self-compassion, and she describes self-compassion in the following way. She says, having compassion for oneself is really no different than having compassion for others. Think about what the experience of compassion feels like. First, to have compassion for others, you must notice that they are suffering. If you ignore that homeless person on the street, you can't feel compassion for how difficult his or her experience is. Second, compassion involves feeling moved by others' suffering so that your heart responds to their pain. The word compassion literally means to suffer with. When this occurs, you feel warmth, caring, and a desire to help the person in some way. Having compassion also means that you offer understanding and kindness to others when they fail or make mistakes, rather than judging them harshly. Finally, when you feel compassion for another, rather than mere mere pity, it means that you realize that suffering, failure, and imperfection is part of the shared human experience. There but for fortune go I. So I just love this idea of self-compassion created by Kristen Neff. And um, her work has been very transformative in my life and in my coaching. And so I talk a lot about self-compassion and how we give um, the gift of self-compassion back to us. And I also want to make sure we know that in line with what Kristen Neff talks about, self-compassion is not the same as self-pity or self-indulgence. And I want to let you know that self-compassion is not weak. It is not soft. I promise you that you can be successful with high standards and expectations for yourself while also treating yourself with respect, love, and most importantly, kindness. Now, Kristen Neff has created three elements of self-compassion. They are self-kindness versus self-judgment, common humanity versus isolation, and mindfulness versus over-identification. When we talk about self-compassion, it entails being warm and understanding to ourselves when we suffer, when we fail, or when we feel inadequate, right? And we do this rather than ignoring our pain or flagellating ourselves with self-criticism, right? So Kristen Neff says, self-compassionate people recognize that being imperfect, failing, and experiencing life's difficulties is is inevitable, so those people tend to be gentle with, themse- with themselves when confronted with painful experiences 
rather than getting angry when the life falls short of set ideals. People cannot always be or get exactly what they want. When this reality is denied or fought against, suffering increases in the form of stress, frustration, and self-criticism. But when this reality is accepted with sympathy and kindness, greater emotional equanimity is experienced. In other words, when we recognize our own humanity, our own experience in this world with kindness, when we accept it rather than hold ourselves against impossible to meet standards, we are so much more likely to be um, compassionate towards ourselves and kind to ourselves. Now, there's this other idea, which is, um, she talks about the common humanity versus isolation. And I feel so many of us suffer because we feel that we are alone, that nobody can understand what we're experiencing. And that's just simply not true. Kristen Neff talks about the frustration and not having things exactly as we want is often accompanied by an irrational but but pervasive sense of isolation. It's as if I were the only person suffering or making mistakes. But the truth of the matter is all humans suffer. In fact, the very definition of being human means that we are mortal, vulnerable, and imperfect. Therefore, self-compassion involves recognizing that suffering and personal inadequacy is part of the shared human experience something that we all go through rather than something that happens to me alone. And finally, there's this other idea, which is the mindfulness versus over-identification. This can be a little complicated, but Kristen Neff describes it like this. Self-compassion requires taking a balanced approach to our negative emotions so that feelings are neither suppressed nor exaggerated. This equilibrated stance stems from the process of relating personal experiences to those of others who are also suffering, thus putting our own situation into a larger perspective. It also stems from the willingness to observe our negative thoughts and emotions with openness and clarity so so that they are held in mindful awareness. And if you've heard anything from me about mindfulness, you know that the following is what mindfulness means. It's a non-judgmental, receptive state of mind in which one observes thoughts and feelings as they are without trying to suppress or deny them. We cannot ignore our pain and feel compassion for it at the same time. At the same time, mindfulness requires that we not be over-identified with the thoughts or feelings. So we are caught up and swept away by negative reactivity. In other words, that our negative thoughts and feelings are not who we are, they're what we are experiencing, right? All this may sound a little complicated, these three steps, like how do I put these into practice? Well, I am so excited to share with you that I will be offering a four-week course on self-compassion exclusively to members of Joyful On Demand. This course will start on September 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern and run for the next three weeks at the same time, so four weeks in total. And guess what? If you're not a member of Joyful On Demand, you can join free for the first 30 days using code JOYFUL in all caps at checkout. I also wanted to let you know that we'll be exploring belonging in Joyful On Demand in October. We're reading the incredible book, 
You Belong by Sabine Selassie. She's an Ethiopian immigrant and mindfulness teacher who has experienced some tremendous suffering and yet is able to create this idea and this concept of belonging that is truly transformative. And we're all gonna be discussing it together. My goal will be to use this incredible tool, this book, to increase our own sense of belonging, togetherness, and community. So if you've ever felt like you were an outsider, a black sheep, an outcast, or like no one understands you, guess what? You're in great company. And it will also be a safe space to share, explore, and recognize the common threads that connect us all. I would absolutely love to have you join us. And as always, we have weekly live coaching calls and 24-7 content so that you can be joyful on demand. Find out more at www.thejoyfulattorney.com slash joyful on demand and reach out to me. Let me know what you think or if you have any questions. And as always, until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.